an informal two-week retreat. Uh, just notice how that affects your consciousness. Like words formal and uh, retreat. Because I mean, it's important to, to recognize how the mind is affected by the way we think and how we uh, hold these words. <clears throat> so this is like the, the the beginning, the first day, and then it's always I encourage people to just know it's like beginning of a, of a formal retreat, the sense of something is two weeks, which is a perception of time, and that, uh, and then as the retreat progresses, then the uh, the end of the retreat happens. So, just to to make more conscious beginnings and endings of uh, the conventional of the conventions that we use, because uh, you know life can be just going through the motions, following along without, uh, you know, really looking into how things, how uh, the world, the impingement, the thoughts, the, the things we hear from others, how they affect us. It's not to, you know, to see it in, in any great way, but just the, just the, the suggestion of a, a formal retreat begins today. and. The, and the, the effect that has. What is your expectation or anticipation? And whatever it is, just be aware it is the way it is, rather than there's any way you should, I'm not telling you how you should, an attitude you should have towards it, but just learning to recognize the, uh, the mental state that you have right now. So community retreat, then the, it's a mutually supportive experience, so that we, you know, we do affect each other also as a group. So it's just being bringing into consciousness the way things are, in terms of the way we indiv individually experience that. <clears throat> So the encouragement uh, towards reflection, sati uh, sampachanya, ability to to recollect, to to recognize the the experience of the body, the uh, feelings, the emotions, thoughts, and that that are that one is having in the present. So, this helps you to to uh, see them in terms of uh, objects rather than as making them always into the subjective experience. So, like the self, the self view is when, when we use the word self in this tradition, it means that, that like the ego or sakaya ditti, personality habits. <clears throat> so the 
the worldly attitude is always to, to my feelings, my, my emotions, my memories, my opinions, my body, and all these are are the uh, conventional way of thinking about how we interpret our life experience. <clears throat> And so that is the, and the, and the, then the, this sense of me and mine, it always is a very separative thing because if, if I'm the body and, and I'm my thoughts and emotions, this is me, then it's always very separate from you. And just noticing the, the separateness that, that is involved in sensory experience. It's like right now I'm looking at you, you're separate from me. Physically, and then the we you know the sense world works on that in that way. The sensual world is is about change and beginnings and endings and births and deaths, so pleasure and pain, um, good and evil. So as long as we're bound to that sensory world as our identity, then of course we are subject to its uh, its uh, births and its deaths, its happiness and its misery. All the time we're more or less caught in that in in that that realm of uh, suffering. So the the reflective capacity, ability to observe this. So it's like a witness, observer, the silent watcher. These kind of words convey the sense of, of reflecting on the way it is, noticing, like a reflection is, is you look in the mirror to see a reflection. So like consciousness, as we're experiencing, is like a mirror. And as we reflect, we, we, we notice the reflections that take place in consciousness, such as the emotional state you're, you're experiencing right now, or memories that arise, or physical uh, feeling, pleasure, pain, uh, your thoughts, your whatever, your opinions, views, these arise and cease. And so this Mindfulness, Sati Sampachanya, it has a, this continuity. It doesn't rise and cease with the conditions. <clears throat> so it, we can sustain awareness. You know, we can we can rest in awareness rather than just you know try to be try to get awareness as some kind of rare state of mind that we have to uh, have to. Uh, Cultivate. It's a very natural state of being. And then we reflect. So that this reflection is, is coming from awareness rather than from, uh, views and opinions about yourself, about Buddhism, about meditation, about the world, or whatever. So in this, in the unity of this moment lies in the awareness. Uh, you know, that, that includes everything. So 
the, the, the unity that I experience now is in the awareness of this moment rather than in, uh, you know, in trying to find something, or trying to attain a state of, of union or unity. As long as I'm operating from, from desire, from greed, hatred, and delusion, from ignorance, then, then this is always uh, division, separating, dividing everything up. And when there's two, then there's going to be problems, as we, as you well know. If there's only, if there's one, no problem. So during this two-week retreat, uh, reflect on this. You know, it's, when you try to think about it, of course, you you can't. It's it's it, uh, thought ends there. Thought divides. It discriminates. So you can't you can't experience that unity. Uh, through try, through thinking about it or defining it, trying to you know to get somebody's view about it or or you know a definition of it, this is uh, this is something you 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 know through through the um, recognition realization of it. So because we're so thought addicted to thinking, then of course it's uh, we want to we want to figure it out, and then we're back into the dualistic realm again. So in uh, during this retreat, to to learn how to to uh, develop or rest or trust in this awareness, and it's, of course it's it's being relaxed and at ease with yourself. It's not a you know, to force and try to get it, and you know, so we're so uh, goal-oriented that that everything I say can be taken as some kind of challenge that you've got to accomplish during this winter's retreat. And this is exactly what I'm trying to to not. I'm not trying not to give that message of, of attainment or achievement, or you've got to get something out of this retreat. <clears throat> Within the, the way the mind works, is it's like I'm trying desperately not to try anymore. <laughs> so that's how far language goes, doesn't it? We can't. You just go round and around on that level, because that's that's what thinking is like. I mean, thinking uh, does that. One thought connects to another. So it's, it's just in the simple recognition of the, of space, of silence, stillness, the way it is, a, a sense of of relaxing and opening, trusting, rather than attaining, achieving, getting rid of, controlling uh, all these words that are very much part of our cultural conditioning. Because most of us come from very, you know, um, goal-oriented cultural 
conditioning, where we we always trying to get something or get rid of something, get, and the, notice this desire to get something. Like we're talking about contentment and uh, uh, this feeling of being content is uh, is a deli- desireless state. As soon as there's desire, then you're, you're no longer content. So, trying to to uh, a desire to be content is another desire, isn't it? So it's it's not a matter of of trying to make yourself content, but in in learning to to let go of things, to to contentment, like in the monastic form, the samana, sangha is the four requisites. Being content, mean not not trying to not always thinking about how something else you could get, something better uh, than, than what I have right now, I'm content with. So, this I've used for my whole monastic life, a fraction on the four requisites of contentment and gratitude for... But it doesn't mean that I, that every emotional state, it means I'm content with the four requisites, but that Sanya, Samana Sanya reflection helps us to see discontent, always wanting something we don't have or not wanting what we have or, you know, trying to get something, you know, always having standards that we can, that can never be met. <clears throat> so, in the monastic life, I think of the contentment, just learning to to let go of, you know, of trying to attain anything, of trying to become. That as long as you think you've got to get something you don't have, then you're going to be discontented. So, so if you're, you know, if you're doing this retreat, always the idea of, of trying to fill a, a, an emptiness or a lack or you're missing something, you want to, to find something to, to make you feel complete. This, is, this, of course, is discontentment. One is, is discontented. So just recognizing this is enough. Just noticing this feeling of discontentment is like this. Then uh, gratitude, katanyu, is like uh, where we come from a society that tends to to want to, uh, you know, we, we envy others and we think we should we should try to, uh, uh, you know, have the best. Or we we we're very demanding in having you know, fairness and justice and and equality and all the best and how things should be. So sometimes we never experience gratitude for what we do have. So in in the monastic life this this gratitude is also a part of it. It's learning to to uh, when one is content then one also experiences gratitude or the kindness of others and for what is offered rather than 
than begrudging or resenting the fact that you don't have everything that you want. So it's a way of developing a, a basis for enlightenment, you know, like these these two qualities, contentment and gratitude, are a foundation because they're, they're, they, they're very stable. They give a sense of joy and stability. But if you're always, you know, but discontentment is, uh, is desire, so you always want something. And, uh, and, and, and you, or you don't want something. And so then this, then our meditation takes on that form. We just follow these desires to, you know, trying to get something or get rid of something. <coughs> so in the, in the retreat, formal retreat, just on the, the, that, it's formal retreat. And then, um, attitude of, uh, of, Surrendering to the form, just do it, you know, don't, don't make a problem about, uh, you know, maybe you don't like the form very much or you want, want to change it. Just notice the mind that kind of resists it or, or wants to, wants it to, to be different. Just to, to use the form, just to notice the, the, the way we, uh, you know, how we relate to to forms put onto us, because in this retreat, you know, the, well, you know, we didn't consult you about the form; we just made it up. That this is what it's going to be. So, so, uh, so then, uh, just uh, and any discontentment or resentment, be aware of these things. You know, is it worth spending two weeks resenting the form, and that's all you do? Or <laughs> making a problem about it, or and, you know, because it is really, it's not terribly demanding form anyway. So it's and it just learn to like surrender to it, give yourself to it. Yeah, that's what you know. Like it's it's very nice sometimes when other people make the conditions, so I don't even have to think about them. You know, like the English Sangha Trust. I've been president of the English Sangha Trust for 27 years. And, uh, and I have to go to these boring meetings where they discuss all kinds of things that I just have no interest in whatsoever. <clears throat> and administration and fundraising and, and, uh, Building projects and things like this, and, and I really have no—I mean, my mind for this stuff is very—is you know—I have no interest in it, so I can't—I find it difficult to to be interested in that side of the life. So I've retired; I'm no longer trustee. But yet, during that time, I was willing to to just surrender to that because that was what was needed. Was they want me to be in that position, and and I so I quite I was willing to do that, surrender to it. And then, uh, and now they like the sangha can decide how they want to, 
you know, the, you know, the, what the, how they want to, uh, you know, practice and things like this. So it makes it easy. I don't have to always butt in and make you do it the way I want to, which makes life much easier for me. So it's not, you know, just recognize that that forms, you know, like being a monk, just surrender to being a monk because, you know, resisting it and fighting against it, uh, you know, without learning from it is really uh, rather sad. So in terms of monastic form, I always thought, well, you know, with the bhikkhu vinya, I think, you know, a lot of it seems pointless. Uh, a lot of rules don't even make sense. Uh, a lot of it seems about trivialities. They go like that. I think, but there's not nothing in it is bad, or they're not asking me to do anything bad or wrong. So, so instead of making a problem about it, you know. Dwelling on, you know, because I, I don't agree with everything or, or like everything in it, that I'm going to spend my monastic life, uh, you know, resenting it or or dwelling on that. I found it just to, well, this is the form, this is the way it is, this is, this is, this is uh, I'll do it like this. Because to me it's not worth the effort to endlessly try to make the form, improve the form so that it suits out all my likes, and there's nothing in it that I dislike. Because I've got quite a critical mind, so I can always find something I dislike about anything. Because the form isn't what I'm interested in. It's not. That's not the end in itself. You know. So it's a moral form. It's ethical. It uh, has good manners good etiquette, socially, you know, it's impeccable, it's, uh, so it, it has a lot of advantages, it's a, it's a tradition, it's an ancient form, and uh, so it, it has a lot, you know, of, of positive, uh, inspiring qualities to it. But the main thing is that, you know, in, in, to be at ease in the monastic life is is, is you know to learn it to to develop skills in the in with the vinaya and the understand it the tradition so that you can let go of it so you know so that you you learn you learn the 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 tools and the structure and all this well enough to where you no longer have to you know think, give it all your attention so then that makes life very easy you know, you you have a lot of time just because you don't, you're not endlessly, you know, having to make decisions and and pick and choose and 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 uh, a lot of options and alternatives. So it's uh, it don't arise. It simplifies everything. So it's it's not a form like a, a, a ascetic form in order to punish us. For our bad thoughts, there are, you know, evil, evil feelings. It's really meant to simplify. When you look at the Vinaya structure, and that is, its whole basis is, uh, you know, develop a, a way of living with each other that's respectful and 
and non-violent and where trust uh, uh, can be developed so that we're not living in a jungle in a community where you know there's there's killers and burglars and rapists around that we've always you know that you know when we're sitting in the temple and we hear a noise and we we go into panic because it might be a rapist or something, something like that. <laughs> but we can take for granted that there's a level of moral integrity here that we, that that those kind of um, those kind of incidents generally uh, would not happen. So, in 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 a formal retreat, uh, this, this, the same applies. It's, it's a structure uh, that can be used for reflection. And uh, and these are opportunities to use a special situation like this, like two-week retreat, just as, as a you know, as a as a way of using a special situation uh, for developing this reflective capacity. So in in contentment, it doesn't mean you know, to try to make, to, to convince yourself you're contented, but usually it's through uh, admitting or recognizing discontentment. You know, so, so I used to, I have a, a mind, a tendency to, to complain and grumble in the old days. I don't anymore because I've transcended it. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, <laughs> but uh, but I could, you know, if, if you've been in the American military, you know, four years in the Navy made me one of the best grumblers. Because that's what you do in the Navy; you just complain about everything. And so, uh, and then brought up in a, in a society where people complain, and so so there's always this complaining mind. And then I'd, I'd reflect on this, this feeling, of, this habit of complaining about things. And uh, this, this feeling of discontentment, don't like this, don't agree with that. Uh, and, and so I, I, I began to just notice the feeling, this, this, this kind of discontentment that this grumbling or complaining would come from. Is this feeling of, you know, just a, a habit tendency of the mind, well, you know, to to fill it with with complaints about life or others or myself, and just by bringing awareness to it, this feeling of grumble, grumble, and just by recognizing it, and once I could see it as a mental object, as something. That, you know, not not as something to get rid of and 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 deny, but something to recognize and to to know. And in that very recognition and knowing, there's there's no attachment. If you're attached to it, you can't really know it. You become a grumbler. If you're if you're very high-minded and you, you and you and you're thinking what I'm saying is, Ajahn Sumedho says we shouldn't grumble about anything. And then every time a grumbling thought comes up, then you, I shouldn't feel like that. I should be content. 
I'm content. I'm content with everything. <laughs> so those are the two extremes, isn't it, where you, you're playing games with, with yourself. You're either believing or and, and getting caught into the power of that mental state or you're <clears throat> trying to get rid of it, resist it. So then the middle way is neither in, in uh, grasping or following or in resisting, but in recognizing. So in, if I'm feeling in a negative, grumbling state, then I'm aware. Well, you know, I can suddenly aware that I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling grumpy. And then just by recognizing, admitting it, and then and kind of noticing what it feels like, you know, that kind of feeling in, in, the, in your mind of just contentment, discontentment and things. You know, when, when you're in a grumpy mood, everything seems negative. So even if it's a sunny day, you still grumble about it. <laughs> So the, uh, and just noticing that, just by allowing it to be conscious, then you, you're, you're letting go of it. You're recognizing it, reflecting on it. You're using it to, to uh, learn from. And then when it, it ceases, and then this contentment comes as the result of that, through letting go. Not through trying to create some kind of uh, ideal contentment that you you might have in mind. So in in you know so the monastic life, if lived well, leads to this sense of contentment and uh, being at ease and and uh, joy, gratitude as a result, good result. Well, I want to be an arahant. I don't want to be just a contented monk. That doesn't sound like anything. I want to be an arhat. You know, some, some, have some really, you know, a real attainment, devoting all these years to monastic life. I want the PhD. <laughs> so that's, of course, that's discontentment again. You see, so wanting to, to become an arahant, to create this discontentment. So it's it's the, like very simple things that of just uh, you know being content and be the, the kind of holy fool or the simpleton or the you know the, not trying to be an impressive figure or a great monk or nun or great ajahn or wise sage or whatever, but in in uh, just because learning to see things as they are is not does not create an ego. You know, you, ego is created out of extremities. So, being a contented monastic is is a, is the good result of having lived a life well and that and that, then that is uh, 
And what can be better than that? You know, <laughs> and because contentment really, you know, has it, it, contentment in this realm is 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 a, is a you know is nibbana itself. So reflect on this, and uh, so we can begin the formal retreats. <laughs>